swords with handle art to spar trolls and charge tolls to cross roads with bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores from legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horse. a grand theft of elk scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl rock shoes to ever clue easter eggs and gaming news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control issues Control Issues! Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. Yes, well, this is Control Issues. I am the AM. Say. And this is A-Dub. You can find us at control-issues.com. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be. Go to Control... Go... Look, hold on. Look, I'm trying to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> you can look up Control Issues, download it, subscribe to it, rate it, review it, give it five stars. Head on over to twitch.tv slash control issues pod where we put up gameplay videos for your pleasure. And head on over to Twitter. My control issues is the handle MC. How you living? Living pretty well, I dub. You know, same old, same old. Um, hanging out with the kids, doing kid shit. Took, uh, <laughs> doing kid shit. <laughs> doing kid shit. Yeah, I told you um, we went to the park, rode around on on those miniature trains today. There you go. It was kind of nice. Theo was loving it. We we did it twice. It was so nice. Um, Came back, had some lunch, did the damn thing. Uh, Took Theo to the pet store the other day. It was nice as well. (laughs) A little little bit of everything. Just uh, those errands. Now with the kids, it's fun. Um, And then uh, as far as just what I'm just looking. What did you say? The store shopping or just looking? Was shopping for kitty litter and uh needed some uh, cat food. Yeah, we 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 got a killer already. <laughs> uh but yeah, just just showing him, you know, guinea pigs, hamsters, lizards. All yeah, that look everything. at that. <laughs> look. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So ready to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Exactly. Yeah, so uh did all that and then um what's it called uh you know watched our usual shows we so after months we've been we've been watching boba fett and you know marissa was you know losing interest and so we we kind of fell off for about like three months we were really playing that was when we got into golf story and then uh right into nobody saves the world during that time period um one of my coworkers he had mentioned to me like he was asking me like oh like what are you into blah 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 and then um, I was saying like, yeah, we're trying to get through Boba Fett so we can get to these other shows. And uh, like he mentioned, it's like, yeah, you know, like it starts out a little slow, but uh, and then it picks up. And I was like, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, we had stopped it around episode four, which is right at that point. And so uh, this week, basically said to Marissa, I was like, look, I, I just need to watch this because there's, you know, there's Andor now. We still haven't watched Obi-Wan. So I just need to put down Boba Fett. If you're not interested, I'm just going to watch it and let you know what happens. And she's like, you know what? I'll watch it with you. So like, there all right, we go. get it going. Episode five happens. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically, Mandal- Shit, Mandalorian, yeah, basically Mandalorian season three starts back up again. So um yeah, it was it was awesome. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. We watched one it episode. Just straight up turned into Mandalorian. For yeah, a it was <laughs> exactly. Great. Exactly. 
It was awesome. Uh, I love every bit of it. We we watched one episode, but we're now we're we're back in. We're fully pot committed. Uh, so enjoying that. Other show we've been watching is What We Do in the Shadows. Um, seen billboards of it, but hadn't heard much about the show. FX is just like FX just has a bunch of great shows that like you know just I don't know if it's just untapped people just watching them, not talking about them. But I'd already loved Atlanta. Hear good things about Snowfall. A dub, watch this full. Everybody saying watch this full. And yeah, then uh that's good. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this other show, What We Do in the Shadows, which is um it's basically like a vampire, like um docu docu like you know, like one of those mockumentaries. It's documentary. Yeah, it's like a mock yeah, exactly. Like a documentary, but like with like vampires and it's oh, absolutely oh, yeah. hilarious yeah and it's um thanks for it sounds amazing <laughs> yeah it's I, I highly recommend it we've watched like maybe three or four episodes and it's it's so funny it's great it's just like uh the reason i heard about it was like his interview with sarah silverman of all people and she was just like yeah like i started watching this show and it's it's hilarious and it's 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 a comedy show that has for some reason a great like special effects budget <laughs> and that's the best way to sell it. oh. it's like, and so like they use that for the humor and so it's like funny it's just vampires turning into bats flying and all this bullshit and it's great it's awesome i highly recommend it i, I think if you watch like just one or two episodes you'll get hooked on it it's so good um yeah, but that's that's it for me Adip. How how's your week been what you been into? I, I still push misdemeanors i'll show get a chance mm-hmm. just throwing that out there uh same old thing man i've uh, been playing a lot of games not a lot of games but i've been play, playing games a lot and just what is it reveling or luxuriating in in my surroundings just getting comfortable Comfortable, feeling good in my skin, working out more. I feel the effects. Yeah, just getting back in order. Hope to spend less money <laughs> from this point going forward. So get back to my my investing for the recovers. You know, I got plans that ambitions. It's October, so thinking about stuff together for Halloween, October, that kind of stuff. It's been like a year since I've drawn, so it'd be. It would feel good to get back in, get used to getting down on paper what's in my head. That that way. So yeah, that and being on the month of Halloween, Halloween. Hey, hold, hold, <laughs> on on hold, hold on, hold on a second. And we are back. Sorry, I had to had to clean up that Zoom connection. But hey, Dub, let's jump right into what have you been playing? Well. I've been playing a couple of things. One, you already know, Good and Well, Diablo 3, Season 27, Running With My Monk. I forget what I'm rocking. I think I'm rocking the the, the soon. The, I, I can't even say it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I, I got that Tempest Rush. I'm, I'm fighting way above level Torment 16 which is the maximum natural difficulty for the game that you can select from the menu. But through the greater rifts, you can keep increasing the difficulty to increase the rewards and the experience. Uh, I'm, I looked it up on the scale in the greater rift levels I'm at being level 88. That sits at the upper end of Torment 18. So I'm almost to the equivalent of Torment 19. Yeah, I keep going back into the Torment 16 game. <laughs> Enemies just pop like is it doesn't make any sense like i've never i've had this much power 
before, but I've never like really gone into it. Like sometimes I just reach Torment 16. I'm like, all right, I've done all I can do with this character. With this one, it's like I got there, but then I had my goal of completing every chapter of the season journey. So I just keep finding little ways to squeeze more power and function out of this build. And it just led to me hitting with so much power that I can I can comfortably survive on these levels that are above the game's difficulty. It's insane, but I'll spare you all the details. Ended up finishing up the final chapters in the season journey. The big one was something that I had never engaged with before where I had to get three conquests. And there's a, a list of five. I don't know where they are. I just look them up online. Uh, one of them was like get 50 million gold in in one in one sequence so just like you know somehow you got to keep a kill streak going long enough and picking up gold all along the way that it totals up to 50 million i went into a cow rift and it is just swarming with cows got that in no time kept my kill streak going anyway <laughs> cleared out that whole level first conquest down then i had to I had to complete a level 45 greater rift with no set bonuses. So knock that out. And then the last one was to beat all the listed bosses in the game and do it in under 20 minutes. So that one took me a few tries, but eventually I found, found my combination and just had to do everything possible to increase my movement speed so I can just cut down the traversal between the bosses as much as humanly possible. Already had enough power to one-shot them, especially since I turned it down to Torment 10, just for the sake of saving time. Get in, one shot, get out. Get in, one shot, get out. <laughs> this is moving. And then uh, the only other thing I had to do from there was extract like 30 or so powers from legendaries for Kanai's cube. So did a bunch of bounties build up the resources, knock that out, and then master a set dungeon, which took me a few tries. Uh, that was the first time I did that as well. My monk has officially done everything the game asked it to do. I got my season reward, which is a pet. It's like a an undead dog, and it's got an arm in its mouth that's holding a knife. So I thought that was pretty dope. And it reminds me of my, my little guy. He's not with us anymore. So I like to have little little things that remind me of them in games, wherever that is, you know, appropriate. So other than that, I decided to buy this new game, 2D side-scrolling, kind of a Souls kind of game, but like arcade and nice. Moon Scars. So mm, it's, what is this? Yes. <laughs> Feel free to look it up as I, as I blither. But yeah, Moon Scars, yeah, 2D... Just, it's very difficult. You got to be on point with the controls. It's beautifully animated pixel graphics. And yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's just brutal and dark. <laughs> it's awesome, man. It's got really tight combat. I feel like I'm getting better at controlling it, being able to see the mixture of the enemies and know what I'm doing. I mean, the, like when I say the controls are tight, it, you can miss that parry real easy. You can miss a dodge real easy. You can you can miss a jump by a couple pixels. So, you know, just be careful out there. Make sure you're doing your best. 
I'm trying to say it's difficult. There are no difficulty options. I don't know why anybody needs to know that information. But yeah, I'm I'm having it. I want to put some more time into it. Yeah, you watching? I'm having it. I'm having <laughs> it. That big ass blade. <laughs> I'm having it. I I encountered, or at least I saw the encounter of what looked like larger enemies than anything I faced so far. So I was just like, okay, that might be a boss battle or something. And of course, you're gonna get something good. But that I don't skill tree got that skill tree yeah. i think it's like it's a magic tree like you can have two spells equipped at a time what? and you can upgrade them and then upgrading them unlocks other ones and it goes on and on damn all right all right the game looks dope hey dub it's pretty dope i'll put yeah. it up there with like it gives me a similar feeling as darkwood even though darkwood is a completely different kind of game with its top-down perspective sort of a survival horror twin shooter but you're just in this cryptic world obeying its rules and trying to figure out how to survive in longer stretches of time while also figuring out how to overcome its challenges and progress deeper so yeah moon scars i'm having it if you like 2d games if you like pixel art if you like a challenge with your with your soup then i recommend get you some moon scars granted i'm only played it for about two or three hours so this is a first impression not really a review Check it out yourself. See if it's for you. But AFC, what have you been doing? Been playing one game as I as I mentioned last week. Girlfriend games on hold for about a month just to catch up on some TV shows, and then we'll get right back in it. And then, um, yeah, I started up Astro Chain last week. I talked and yes. put in a few more hours. Didn't get didn't get to put didn't get to put in a a lot of hours this week, but you know, pushed through a lot of the tutorial phase as far as um. Like played the opening, got a lot of the story content. We went back to the police station, handled some business there, did another mission, went back to the police station, and then um, now they're starting to really get into the combat of the game. Um, so when I started out the game, I had basically two primary weapons. It was a baton, you know, we're a police force, so I had a baton and a pistol, and then obviously the uh, the legion, which is the homie, the mm -hmm. altar that's kicking it with me, and. Um, I learned basically how to bind enemies, which is like you, you wrap the Legion, you're connected to the Legion with the chain. You have the Legion run around the enemy. It ends up tying them up with the chain, which binds them to the ground for a second. And then you can fuck up the enemy. Now that was basically <laughs> the extent of what I knew other than having the Legion out there and, and just like, you know, wrecking shop while I'm wrecking shop. So, um, go back to the base, go into the, the program. They installed uh, some, some, some new training sessions. And then so through that, I learned a little bit more about the combat and also unlock a new weapon. So now I got, I have the, the baton, the gun, and now I got a big ass like blade and um, they all serve their own purposes, which is great because it then gets you to, you know, like a lot of these, like these, especially these types of games, like you can assume they're just like, you know, just combo up the enemies. There's not much to, not much thought there. You just, just button mashing, but they do a pretty good job of um one giving you a, a variety of different enemy types, whether it's like the huge, like tank style enemies, the quicker, smaller ones. And then there's flying enemies and, and smaller enemies and things like that. And basically the different enemy types that you go up against is gonna um, dictate if you're trying to play the game right, which weapons you approach them with or choose to handle that situation. So like the quicker enemies, you're going to go with the baton, the flying enemies, you want that pistol. And then when they throw out the heavies, that's when you pull out the big ass blade. And um, <laughs> yeah, they all have like their own things. Some are quicker, some are slower. The blade, the big ass blade has like stun damage. 
Um, and yeah, um, then after that, I learned that as I'm throwing combos on enemy, there'll be um, a light blue like flash. And when that happens, I can hit the uh, the ZR button, which is uh, their version of R two on the on the on that Switch Pro controller, and I do that. And then the um, the Legion will then do a like a sync up attack with me. He'll do a big ass attack, and then I can then like it. It typically knocks the enemy into the air, or like or if it's a different enemy type, it'll knock them down. But regardless, it kind of stuns them with a with a heavy attack, where then I can start comboing them up. And it's usually like only about like two shots, and then that blue. Th- Flash will come again, and then I can get in another sync up attack. And so that's like where you start really getting that scene painting going in, in those battles. And yeah, it's uh, really fun. Um, learn some other moves. I can, um, so I haven't un- unlocked any of the other legions, but with my legion, if I hold down, say, the, the Z, the uh, L1 button, um, then it'll bring the legion over to me. And then I have a, my legion is kind of the blade legion is the one i got right now and so if i do that it basically b- brings the legion up to me and i'm holding it as if it's a blade and then i can then push it yeah push in the r3 stick or whatever pushing those sticks and then that will slow down the action where then i can line up an attack and do like a counter so it's just like it's it's like moves on moves on moves you can really if you really want to open up the action and really take full advantage of all your your arsenal you can really get in that ass <laughs> and it, uh the way like the way they throw different enemy types at you you get like you have to adapt or you know you'll be that dude that's like why is this game so hard because mm-hmm. i only want to play with this one enemy like this one weapon i only want to use this one thing and i want to only want to do this one thing um but yeah game's awesome really fun can't wait to put in more but a let's get right into these topics of the week topics of the week yeah we got a few not a lot but we got a few you want to you want to lead off a dub i'll get i'll I'll throw you a little heat off the mound Mm. coming straight to the grill Mm. we got a new netflix series what we got first images Onimush anime. What? May, 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 May. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Listen to May, May. <laughs> yes. Uh, Netflix revealed it in a tweet. They're saying it's your first look at Onimusha, an anime based on Capcom's legendary game created by Takashi Miike, Miike and Shinya Sugai from sublimation with Masashi Miyamoto modeled after Toshiro. If you know who any of those people are, you're a better person than me, but they all deserve nothing but respect for what they're bringing to the game. So yeah, it says tweet, anime is being created with 3D CGI characters and hand-drawn backgrounds, and the series promises to give new life to the classic game series. There's no release date, but Netflix did reveal the team behind Unleashed's anime. The project's being led by the two men mentioned before. Two people mentioned before. Two people mentioned before from Sublimation. And yeah, they did uh, the Dragon's Dogma anime back in 2020. So it's going to have a session. Uh, I hope you're ready for that. AMC, did you get into the Onimusha series? Or did you know about it? I only played one, and it was the one with your boy, Jean Renault. Jean Renault. Yes. <laughs> with the, uh, the professional, if you will. Yeah, uh, that one was fun. Forever will remember that being because it, it was it was that PS3 era. I think it was PS3. I'm pretty sure it was PS3. Um, but I just remember that game having just one of the most, especially for that time. Keep in mind, the one of the most epic, like you know, 
cinematic openings to a video game because that's what like the ps3 was all about was just you know those cinematic cutscenes, <laughs> and that one had like just one of the greatest ones to like start out a video game um really enjoyed that that game especially being able to go back and forth between uh the main character and jean renault jean renault had the uh the whip if i if i remember correctly and yeah it was a very fun game i didn't play any of the other ones but uh what was it capcom series uh yeah, it was a series that like i remember like at least people were very fond of at the time when it was out and it kind of just went away and we didn't hear much about it um how about yourself adeb what's your history with onimusha onimusha was back on ps2 oh okay okay yes it goes way back but yeah, yeah the, man, the I, genre no one hmm? the genre no one the, the original oh, okay okay, okay. Damn. so it was a good time oh geez only musha i mean i have a very soft spot for it i very much want it to come back in a major fashion like a modern only musha would set the world on its ear but sam is going to be great or i hope it's going to be great and yeah my experience i played the first two and of course the second one was my favorite it's it was crazy it was like resident evil but with but with swords and weapons <laughs> and mm-hmm. you're running around i think you had the tank controls and you had to set up in front of the enemy and like turn to them and start <laughs> slashing <laughs> damn yeah the tank controls but it was like it worked it, it, if you got good at the game you could easily like weave between enemies stop cut somebody up a little bit hit them with the super combo i used to run with the 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 lightning katana that was made out of unicorn horn damn <laughs> that shit just looked crazy and what you that's you can upgrade your weapons you upgrade the blades they look different they have they have better capabilities so it's just amazing i think they even had um there's like a a tower i don't want to say it was an endless mode but there was like a challenge tower and you would play it and climb through the levels in order to get greater rewards and i was was pretty talented at that so onimusha hopefully hopefully the anime is good but more importantly hopefully it's a success like cyberpunk edge runners or maybe more and that leads to this game franchise coming back that amc you got our next topic of the week. Top, top, topic, topic of, of the, the week. week. Yeah, so that one was uh, it was Onimusha three was the one that I played. Ah, uh, uh, that one was on. That's the, the one I didn't play. Yeah, that one was on PS three, um, and that was my only experience of that franchise. But that one was an amazing game. Jumped in at three, huh? Yeah. Let's see. Um, I wonder why I didn't. Play. I felt, I maybe you fell day. off. You fell off at two. Let's see. Know. You know, let's, let's keep it going with that, Adel. This is going to be my quick hit, but you had mentioned, you know, the success of Edge Runners. Well, we got a update for Cyberpunk, and that being that CD Project CD Project Red revealed that Cyberpunk 2077 has surpassed has surpassed 20 million copies sold. The game originally launched in December 2020, meaning it took under two years for the game to reach that 20 million mark. The sales milestone is just the latest in a string of good news for Cyberpunk 2077, which is a refreshing change of pace after, yeah, whatever. Um, Cyberpunk, (laughs) just talking that shit, bringing up old news. Let's see, uh, CD Projekt. (laughs) Why are you bringing up old shit? Yeah, CD Projekt recently shared that over 1 million players jumped into Night City every day last week. 
Cyberpunk 2077 also hit its highest concurrent player count on Steam in over a year and half er and a half earlier this month. So basically, Cyberpunk is back a dub. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if you were if you weren't aware, if um, you weren't paying attention, if you weren't paying, yeah. And so yeah, as you mentioned, we got the Edge Runners, we got the updates, we got DLC, um, and we got a game that's you know for the most part fixed, patched up, nice and well presentable if you got a ps5 or you're playing on pc and so yeah uh good news I, i'm looking forward to you getting into it yeah uh so good news all around and as you said uh possibly setting the trend of get yourself an anime get yourself some 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 video game purchases mm -hmm. get yourself some new customers um i mean you've you've talked about it you played cyberpunk you got back into it um what are your thoughts on, on this just this current string of positivity behind the game uh, I think it's good because good work should be rewarded. You know, they got it. It sucked with the launch of the game and how it was bad on the older gen consoles. But, you know, they kept working on it and they cleaned it up a bit. You can finally enjoy the game for what it is. You know, it still has some hitches here and there, but overall, it's a more seamless experience and they deserve a pat on the back for getting it there. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're just encouraging bad behavior. Like, <laughs> well, you encourage the behavior you want to see. Like, encouraging bad behavior would be like giving them praise at launch time. No, they got all the criticism that they earned and deserve for that. And now it's time to praise them for their work to make it break. So, yeah. But I mean, this, I mean, this is great. So, I mean, at least we know that like a sequel's in the pipeline as well. So we will get more cyberpunk. They definitely have a lot of mistakes that they can learn from that'll make this next game a far better product on its own. And then something that you can really enjoy the aesthetic and the world that they created. So, yeah, you know, CDPR is doing their thing. Let them get their kudos and they're getting the dollars that they need to get the stuff the way it needs to be in the future. And yeah, I believe I believe the last we heard, uh they had dropped whatever engine that they were using and they were moving over to the Unreal. So that might and be the that's going to be insane. Yeah. So that might be the the big move that they need to do in order to take uh, you know, the next Witcher game and, you know, the next Cyberpunk to the to the next level. But hey Dub, what you got in the next topic of the week? Top topic of the week. I got, a, I got a little news from your boys over at EA, your boys and your girls, your days and your dims. Mm -hmm. We got Wild Hearts update. Mm -hmm. Wild Hearts being made by Koei Tecmo. It's mm -hmm. going through it's going through the EA Originals program. And yeah, it's looking like we got ourselves a, a contender for the Monster Hunter crowd. I mean, granted. Monster Hunter ain't going to be dethroned anytime soon. However, Wild Hearts is, at the very least, a game that looks pretty good, pretty inventive, and takes the style of a Monster Hunter experience and, you know, puts their own little spin on it. You've got building mechanics that allow you to craft all manners of contraption that can help or help you or, or harm the enemy. And, you know, it looks pretty awesome. It's got that. It's got that feudal era Japan aesthetic to it. That, oh, everybody you know, got that now. <laughs> yeah, got it. Ever since Ghost of Tsushima. Everybody want to be Ghost of Tsushima. Don't nobody want to be Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was it? Last week we got, uh, what is it? Uh, 
the the makers of Neo is a Team Ninja. Their their game that's set in feudal Japan. Yeah. Um. I mean, we we already knew about uh, Assassin's Creed getting that getting that taste of uh, feudal Japan. Mm-hmm. So, After I, being like, oh, we don't know how to do it. Yeah. And now now we got EA stepping in the ring. <laughs> throw, throw, yeah, throwing their name in the hat. So yeah, everybody's getting their taste of that of that region of the world. I mean, everybody. I mean, I wonder how it's gonna affect their tourism because there's gonna be so many gamers just showing up to Japan and just. Looking for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for giant critters. To beat up. <laughs> yeah, We're going to get an extended gameplay reveal on October 5th. So look forward to that. And a release date has been announced being on February 17th. AMC, you got to see Wild Hearts in action. What do you think? And will this be something that you add to your library? Uh what do I think? I think it looks good. No, it won't be something I add to my library. I, d- I didn't get into Monster Hunter. I enjoyed watching watching a dub play some Monster Hunter, but you know, just not a franchise that I personally like was drawn towards. And so seeing this one, um, yeah, it's it looks fun. I like that they're I guess their own spin on it. At first, I was like, oh shit, they got like Fortnite Monster Hunter going on right now. <laughs> but uh, then you see the contractions at work, and yeah, they look interesting. Um, homie had the uh, he had a. Well, he had an umbrella in one scene. Was fucking up a monster. He had with a, an umbrella floating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, that that aspect of it, like you know, jumping off of something, doing doing your <laughs> your, your glide. But every got the game got, Yeah, I got the catapult, and then you know, handling some business, uh, messing them up, and then the aspect of the multiplayer, and you know, with that having a bunch of different a bunch of different players with their own, I guess, builds and their own contraptions out there. Uh, it'll definitely uh, contribute to the task of taking down these monsters, and they ha- it seems like they got the scale right of um, of what you'll be going up against those monsters, those kaiju's, whatever we're calling them. And um, yeah, it looks like a fun game. I hope they I hope they get it right because Monster Hunter is a, a dope game. I was gonna say they don't put out Monster Hunter too uh, like all the time, but they I mean they I guess they did have Rise, which is kind of like the scaled down Monster Hunter, but that ended yeah. up selling well. So yeah, why not? I guess there's still some room in this space for um other developers to come in and put their own spin on it. And I have no problem with it as long as it's good. Hell yeah. You got our next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. A dub before you get into that Oh yeah. <laughs> we almost got away. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't talk about our opinions. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't talk about both sides. <laughs> we got chill a week. Chill a week. Chill a week. Chill a week. week. They come in sideways with wild hearts. They come in sideways and everything. But this time they got their eyes centered on EA and Koei Tech offering here first show says looks cool but it's ea so hope for the best but expect the worst (laughs) okay next show says i know it's only published by ea but because if the real terrible job at getting what oh because if because of i hate when trolls don't want to type (laughs) but because of the real terrible job at games battlefield being the last straw I'll try this when it's twenty dollars. It's all, that price drop. I'll, I'll get it when there's a price drop. <laughs> Next show says EA saw the over two hundred paid DLC items from Monster Hunter World, and their eyes went wide. <laughs> Last show says Monster Hunter without the pedigree or passion. 
like damn just just shitting on everyone's creative effort that was put into that game yeah let alone that it's like koei tecmo is like making the game <laughs> it's just, it's just, i thought japan knew how to make games so. yeah <laughs> Hating on it because EA has their stamp, not yeah. because they're involved with the development. <laughs> <laughs> they're not even doing anything. But okay, it's so let's let's think about EA originals here, and let's think about things that have come out of EA originals. You have what? What is that first? I know you have it takes two, which mm-hmm. alone is like okay, what are we really talking about here? Phenomenal. But the other game, I think it's like it starts with the A. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. I gotta know what this game is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Origins. Hold up, go to the website. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes we don't know everything here. A way out. I knew it started with an A. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Damn, did EA Originals do Unravel one and two? Great That's games. Good. The homie Yarny. <laughs> I think I've played like a lot of these EA originals because a lot of them are co-op. <laughs> so yeah, I like it takes two was phenomenal. Um, and then unraveled one and two were both phenomenal games. Damn. Yeah. So that's the output coming out of EA originals. I mean, a way out critically acclaimed. It takes two. What didn't it win some kind of game of the year awards or? Oh yeah, like, it's, it's I think it won. Acclaimed. I want to say it won like the game awards. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> It won a game. Yeah. yeah. So th- this is what you're on the fence about. This is what you're going to wait $20 for just because it got EA on it. That's some bullshit. Get that way. Stop your belly, bitch. <laughs> if you're going to buy the game, then just buy the game. <laughs> wait for it to be $20. Now you're going to wait for it to not get a sequel, either, especially if you like it. So what do you think, AMC? <laughs> Um, yeah, knowing that it has that, you know, that, that pedigree behind it, as far as a publishing pedigree, I'm, I'm expecting good things. And as I said, as I said, with the Iron Man game last week, it's, it's not dice making this yeah. <laughs> like, so like that, if you're worried about the developer, you don't got to worry there from that standpoint, then on top of it, it's a completely different style of game. They haven't done this. We haven't heard anything about, I mean, EA has been just overall been on a pretty good streak as of late with the uh the star wars games i mean all you have to do is just copy and paste what we said last week about ea and them kind of turning things around and you know you gotta you gotta give them the benefit of the doubt in this situation because at this point they they seem to be wanting to do right we got good apex we got good star wars games coming so why not have good monster hunter games coming too yes as dr trade once said did i fall off Got you in the room ripping every kind of poster on your wall off. As I put away the sod off. <laughs> now you sit back with a smirk, listening with your arms crossed. <laughs> Question to Trace Credibility. Thinking it ain't in me to make hits. Y'all be killing me as if I need to make money. I got a car at six cents. I got a house at six cars at a payphone. So good. All that to say. <laughs> Y'all act like good games don't come out of EA. Tri- y'all tripping. Quit tripping. Get it together. All right, well, let's get into this next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. 
oh, we got a, a y'all, y'all must have forgot. <laughs> that being, motherfucker, a, I'm Roy. Uh, it's coming by way of IGN. E3 2023 has announced the dates of its return. Oh, turn, 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 turn. turn. <laughs> June 13th to June 16th with separate days and halls for press and public. So let's get into those deals, those details, A dub. While recent E3s blended business and consumer sides of the industry into a single event, E3 2023 will separate them into two fairly distinct parts. Tuesday, December 13th to Thursday, June, oh, December, June 13th to Thursday, June 15th will be dubbed E3 Business Days and will concentrate on industry professionals and game and media. So if you ain't an influencer, if you ain't got a badge, then get the fuck out. Let's see. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Thursday, June 15th to Friday, June 16th, be known as E3 Game of Days. Oh, got your game of girl? Got your game of days. Let's see. Offering an increased focus on consumers where they can go hands-on with the future of gaming and connect with developers, content creators, media personalities, and more. Oh, so many media personalities. Oh, just hanging out. Oh. You can meet, You might meet up with A-Dub and AMC. It's, gaming. It's, <laughs> Those media personalities. It'll happen. Yeah, see. Uh, Gamer Days will take place in a separate hall to business days. Our vision is to reunite the industry by reestablishing the traditional E3 week, bring back that spark, and restore E3's role as a truly magical global showcase event for game creators and consumers. So, A Dub, this has been a long, long awaited return. Let's see, we last we had heard from E3 was around 2019. Some things happened there. Some some names were leaked. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, uh, some presentations were, you know, I, I believe Sony, that was when Sony was, you know, taking taking a step back saying, hey, you know, we got this. We don't need you. We got this. And uh, a couple of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And a couple of other publishers, you know, kind of had their their same thing going on. I believe EA, they decided to do their EA play thing on their own. Um, and yeah, so and then the pandemic happened. People couldn't go out and. E3 was this thing where it's like, all right, we're going to be a digital showcase, but you know, it kind of just moved towards that Jeff Keighley summer games event. They kind of just ran that ran the summer w ran with it. And then, um, yeah, we have, it just seemed like there was a constant, like E3 not happening this year, E3 not happening. And now it's official. You can show up to E3 in person, show up in LA, do you check out Skid Row, buy some, <laughs> buy some drugs, <laughs> get some weed while you're out here. Oh, wow. Yeah, as much um, weed as you want, it's unbelievable. Go to the go to the crypt, check out the crypto center, do all that good stuff. Um, and yeah, grams are ten dollars. I know it's it's insane. I bought like an eighth for like fifteen bucks. <laughs> it's that's awesome. I love this. I love this getting, new getting frequent customer discounts. Yeah, if this is like the post apocalypse, I am I am loving everything, every bit of it. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah. So, anyways, getting right to this. So we know all the details. A dub. We know that's two events. Yada yada yada. It's back, A-Dub. So, I got to ask you, A-Dub, are we going to E3? Are we making that return? Uh, A-Dub will do his best yes. to be in person. Yes. <laughs> if AMC's down. Leave the kids at home. This shit can happen. <laughs> Get that break. Take off of work. You come here. Catch, your, catch that Uber. And now, yeah. Um, so, yeah. More than likely, we will be there. We'll be handling that business. And now, as far as it returning, do you do you think this is 
a return to the old, or you think this is going to be a new E3 moving forward? I think it'll be a return to the old. I don't think they've, they've significantly changed anything that they're going to be doing. They're just doing it again. <laughs> you probably saw that revenue dip, like, ah, we got to get back in the game. What do you think? Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm thinking that it'll be it'll be somewhat new. It'll be a return to the old. We're definitely gonna get all those those releases, especially if they're trying to entice like you know influencers and the like to come out and get those hands on experiences. Um, maybe we'll get some of those closed door demos going on that maybe the public won't see, and then the public will get their hands on you know the games that are coming down the line. So I imagine you know. The industry is always looking, especially this year, for just following NPD. There's been, you know, a slight drop off in uh, sales. A lot of that having to do with, you know, people just getting back out in public and, you know, doing that in real life experience as opposed to th that virtual experience. Um, and so I could see certain like publishers wanting to, like, are basically going to want to step up their ability to connect with the consumer and figure out like ways to just market get games in the hands of people and you know get those experiences out there we're seeing more demos game trials with through um you know ps plus and, and the like um nintendo switch has like their online um demos also as well and so yeah there it just seems like publishers are trying to get games in the hands of people even if it's for a short experience to try to get them to buy the games and so just through that alone i could see um it being you know a return to form in that in that way. The only thing I would say, I know that they still plan to have like their press conference. I imagine at this point, Sony has, you know, they got their state of play game down so well. The direct game is, is killing it. And Xbox does their whole ID events. So I imagine as far as like the big hardware developers and their their publishing arms, I imagine they'll still continue to do their own thing. It won't maybe my I, I imagine Microsoft still might show up and do their press conference. But um, as far as everybody else showing up, I think they're, we'll probably see Nintendo Treehouse and then Sony will show up in their limited form and, and they'll just do their own thing because that's Sony right now. They're too big. Um, so yeah, it's it'll be a return to form, but you know, a measured approach from that perspective. And by all accounts, from what I imagine, um, I know for certain people, like it was kind of becoming a thing where it's like, we're literally just watching trailers. Do we really need to have this whole press conference if we're just going to be <laughs> checking out trailers something that we could just be doing online i don't want to set aside time for your your marketing campaign yeah it, me, meanwhile like right when there's a state of play they're like just lining up ready to just watch it and then shit on it afterwards but anyways yeah uh, so i want my 20 minutes back yeah <laughs> uh so yeah um i imagine it'll be a return to form but there you know there'll be certain things that you know will be taken away from what we expected just there's there's a lot more press conferences now and a lot more events packs and gamescom just at tokyo game show so yes. e3 no was, armor core god damn it I'm yeah, so mad. yeah unfortunately so yeah I, i'm looking forward to e3 i i want more more events i want more you know it's just more ways for games to get exposed because that was always the thing that i loved about e3 was having our you know our reactions to the events but then our own um like games you might not have seen like a podcast where we were just like oh we checked out this thing like ign exposed us to that wasn't in like any of the big conferences so finding those games that was always a big thing that i liked about e3 so having that back is i think going to be the the best part of that e3 experience Hell yeah. But a dub, let's get into the next 
topic of the week. Topic of the week. I got an oldie but a goodie. Something that may or may not be returning to form. We got some information floating around. AMC, it has been brought to our attention that Crystal Dynamics has been circulating a survey in order to gather information from consumers about legacy of the king, 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 king. Mm. <laughs> yeah, man, there's a, a legacy of king survey going around. I guess Crystal Dynamics is trying to gauge interest and demand into what, you know, a new iteration of legacy of king could be. So if you look for it online, just type in legacy of king survey. Uh, you should be able to go to it. It's about 30 questions, probably take about 20 minutes, maybe 30, depending on how long you need to think about stuff. Uh, just gauging your your history with the franchise, things you liked about it, what you would like to see if they were to bring it back, like whether that's a television series or a, a remaster or a reboot or a sequel. So I went ahead, I filled out a survey. I hope everybody else goes and does the same thing. Let's show them what we really want, which is more legacy of Kane. And if they do, if they do anything or the bare minimum, like I would, I would want a remaster of Blood Oath or a remake of. It. But if they're gonna do a sequel, like I really hope they take inspiration from the source material and do the right thing. AMC. Do you have any experience with Legacy of Kane and how does this information make you feel? Yeah, my experience with Legacy of Kane didn't play Blood Omen. I played Soul Reaver on the Dreamcast, and that was my shit at that time. <laughs> it was amazing. It was like Vampire Zelda. <laughs> it, it, the puzzles, but then I got like yeah, like an energy blade or some shit. Um the Soul Reaver, man. <laughs> yeah. Um that was an absolutely amazing game. And so I would love to see not a, I mean, a remaster would be dope, but I would love to see, you know, with like Dead Space and other, and, you know, just how well those Resident Evil remakes have been. I want a remake of uh, Soul Reaver because that would be absolutely awesome. And then, I mean, I didn't play Blood Omen. So, yeah, if they were to do a remake or a remaster, that would be awesome too because A-Dub loves it. And so I would love to be able to experience that on, on a modern day console with a, updated textures and and all that good shit some ray tracing so yeah do oh, do, do either one um by all accounts both games are absolutely awesome uh so yeah uh just bring it back and and, and do it do it right do it well because i think people are ready adub it's been years <laughs> since um they've done anything with that franchise so i think it's it's, it's definitely time like blood on, like final fantasy 6 in so far as the feeling I got when I played it and was first opening my eyes, it was like Final Fantasy VI is like the first time you smoke weed. And then <laughs> Blood Omen is like the first time you drink just hard brown liquor. Yeah, brown. <laughs> yeah. Put, put some hair on your lips. <laughs> That's what Blood Omen did. It was like, I am not the hero here. <laughs> I'm just roaming through town, having my way with these people, drinking the blood of multiple people in the center of a room. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> and like he did it, he could suck your blood from a distance. It would just drain your blood from your body in the stream. So you just see all these streams going into his. He just his summons mouth. that blood to him. <laughs> yes. Oh man, it was. It was great. <laughs> it was so good. It was the best vampire game I ever played because, like I said, it was it was kind of top top down ish, or it was yeah. top down, and you just were roaming through the the lands of Nosgoth, and you know, trying to. I don't even remember what I was trying to do, but I know that the townspeople were not very helpful. <laughs> Sometimes they needed to be reprimanded for for their ineffectiveness, which usually meant me spinning around really fast with two axes and, <laughs> and drinking their blood as I'm doing it. Man, Blood Omen was just something else. So I I need to see. I want to see something more in that line. I know it's a long shot, especially these days with modern games. You're probably going to get something more in the vein of Soul Reaver with the the 3D like the full 3D third-person combat. But if they, oh man, if they could remaster Blood Omen or remake Blood Omen just that way or do some kind of top-down Legacy of Kane, I think that would be the best one. AMC, what do you, what do you think about this? Uh, yeah, as I said, give us Soul Reaver. If not, I'll take Blood Omen, either one. Um, but uh, yeah, just just bring it back. People love it. People have been waiting. We need it. Uh, remakes are great. Give me that shit. Like I want a top-down Dead Space. Damn, I, I dream about <laughs> that all the time. Like a pixelated top-down Dead Space. Damn, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I just, if if Callisto, I, I mean, we're in the. It, I know people like sh- like you know roll their eyes at it, but <laughs> we're in the age of like if some if somebody does something right, then you know other people start to do their take on it. They do their own iteration, and so I mean with the Callisto Protocol comes out and presumably just murders it, and then we get that Dead Space <laughs> no remake. <pun. laughs> yeah, and then Dead Space remake comes out and just completely murders it. Then fucking we might get that top down Dead Space game. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it'll be so. I I can see it in my head, like the colors, the animations, the situations. Oh, it'd be so good. I hope somebody does a pixelated Dead Space and make it a roguelike. Yeah. Oh. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Uh, the news has been pretty positive up to this point, but um, yep. <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we gotta bring it down. Unfortunately, a dub. We 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 lost one. <laughs> I think we thought we had lost one previously, but now it's official. We we gave it. It, it was you know it was a standing eight. They let it go in a few more rounds, and then the ref just is like, nah, nah we got to call this off. <laughs> it's done. It's done. So, um, in the first round of the fight. Yeah. Let's see. So, as we, we've learned, A dub this week that Google is shutting down Stadia, Stadia, Stadia. Now, cloud- I always thought they already did that. <laughs> exactly. It's cloud gaming service. So, let's get into the details. This is by way of The Verge. The service will remain live for players until January 18th, 2023. Get your, get your cloud gaming in, folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm not laughing at them. I'm yeah. just laughing at the situation. Like, God damn, you, 
You got a limited time. Get your shit in. Let's see. uh, Google will be refunding all Stadia hardware purchased through the Google store, as well as all the games and add-on content purchased from the Stadia store. Google. Yeah, it is nice. Uh, Google expects those refunds will be completely will be completed in mid-January. Let's see. Details from from the mouth of uh, the GM, Phil Harrison. A few years ago, we also launched a consumer gaming service, Stadia. And while Stadia's approach to streaming games for consumers was built on a strong technology foundation, it hasn't gained the traction with users that we expected. So we've made the difficult decision to begin winding down our Stadia streaming service. Employees on the Stadia team will be distributed to other parts of the company. So seems like they're trying to do it right at Google. They're not firing people. They're just... um. You know, just spreading them around the company, taking that expertise, moving them to other places. Uh, if you bought through, I guess, a Google store, your hardware, your games, you get fully refunded for all that shit. So they're coming out of the pocket to try to make it right with people. Um, and yeah, they they took their shot, A-Dub, and, and it's done. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I mean... As, as you had mentioned, we thought they were done. I The last like update I had heard was... Um, like basically they had ended their gaming division, <laughs> which was like the sign that like, all right, we're not making any games, but if the third party developers want to keep making games have at it, and that's usually a, that's usually a sign that something's on the way out. If like, you know, the first party isn't even supporting it. So yeah. Um, and then it got quiet. Google said, no, 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 Stadia ain't dead. Uh, I believe in April. And then a few months later they said, no, 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 we lied. See you. Say dub. What do you, uh, I guess, post-mortem, what are your thoughts on on the death of Stadia? Well, I mean, it sucks to see a platform just die. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) But it happens, you know, they they took a gamble. This business is hard, and business is hard. They took a gamble. It wasn't quite a good one. They supported it as long as they could. And at the Shining silver lining of this whole thing is that they're refunding everybody. So at least everybody who bet on Stadia and tried to support it, at least, you know, they get their support reciprocated in that manner. They got to play games, you know, in a pretty cool and new format. And they get their money back, especially in these trying times of inflation. So mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people will appreciate getting that back. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Google does next. So, you know, it, it, it's not a loss; it's a lesson. And yeah. Luckily guess, for Google, they're oh, well. Luckily for Google, their their entire business isn't oriented around gaming, so that gives them the flexibility to be able to do something, you know, so generous as to give the refunds. But it also means that they'll come back with them. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, as far as Google goes, they'll be fine as long as you run that Google search engine engine and you own YouTube, you'll always be okay at Google. Um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately this has happened and now they, I mean, they have all that expertise and so who knows where they'll move that to. Uh, I guess the other side of this, um, do you think that this is an indictment on cloud gaming at all? I know that we've seen, you know, Nintendo, they have a couple cloud games, you know, obviously, uh, um, PlayStation has partnered with Microsoft to work with on their Azure system on their Azure cloud gaming platform. Um, we know that uh, on the PlayStation essentials services, the PS3 games are all cloud gaming. So yeah, I mean, 
do you think this is just a thing that's more about how Google handled this? Or do you think this is kind of a reflection on the consumer sentiment behind cloud gaming at this time? Uh, I mean, I think it's a combination of both because, Mm -hmm. I mean, cloud gaming is going to be difficult to pull off no matter who you are. I mean, Sony wasn't exactly setting the world on fire with PS Now and, you know, streaming their games. So to think that some newcomer to the gaming industry could do that as their entire platform, you know, that's beyond far-fetched. But they gave it that good old college try. And, you know, the people, they have that, that, preconceived notion about cloud gaming and streaming gaming. Google tried mm-hmm. to make it as comfortable as possible. And, you know, at the same token, it, they wouldn't have those opinions if cloud gaming wasn't what it is, what everybody knows it to be. So, you know, it's it's a combination of a number of factors. I think, you know, you couldn't slap Microsoft or Sony on that and make it into, you know, the next big thing it's going to take a while for people to come along with cloud gaming. And it's also going to take cloud gaming a while to, to get its shit together so that it feels like the real thing. What about, what about people who live in rural areas do that, that don't have internet, but, but play online games all the time. <laughs> well, I mean, if you bought something that's completely <laughs> online oriented, you probably have online or access to online. So yeah. let's quit complaining for people who are complaining. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, they're too busy milking cows and tending to the <laughs> tending the fields. They'll be playing video games in the first place. Like those are people who get more done before eight a.m. You get done all day. You get, I, I hear, it. <laughs> I know everybody. <laughs> all right, let's get into the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. What you got, Ada? I got what I got. I got PlayStation Plus games for October twenty twenty. What? Yes, I said 2021, not 2022. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PS Plus. Dang, I was just looking at them. Here we go. So now I got the 2022 games. Just in case you. Oh, this wonder. is interesting because I didn't even see this. So I'm, I'm curious to see what these three games are. So yeah, I was, I was surprised. I got the scoop on AFC for one. Yeah, all right, what do we what do we got, Ado? So I know you, the newsy in the building. All right, mm-hmm. first game we got, and you know these are going to be available starting October 4th. Hot Wheels Unleashed. All right, which, all right. Which looked awesome. <laughs> I remember seeing that like during development and its release. Like it, it looked amazing. So. That might be something that's worth a shot. I'm all about racing games. Y'all know I mean, that. I mean, you got that taste of Hot Wheels, right, in uh, Forza? Yes. Yeah, yes, yeah, I did. Yeah, but, yeah. but I want to see how Hot Wheels do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. IGN gave Hot Wheels Unleashed 9 out of 10. Oh, damn. So, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we got Super Hot. You oh, damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it as a VR game. I know you could play it without VR. Yeah. All right. So getting that super hot. It, it's it's very minimalist in its visuals, although the art style it, it it's such a a juxtaposition. But you know, this isn't the art corner. This is control issues. I made the and I'm letting you know what's going on. With super hot. So yeah, it's got very minimal <laughs> graphics. The the worlds are white with, of course, shadow and and shading, so you can at least tell where you are and what you're doing. Enemies are red. Uh, you can slow down time, see the trail of bullets, and see where attacks are coming from, and you're moving at 
in the super slow-mo world. So you're avoiding the attacks, dispatching your enemies, and then I believe it it plays everything in real time, all the decisions you made. And you get to see this amazing scene come together. So we got a super hot coming. And the third game, one that I'm particularly excited about. Injustice 2, 2, 2, What? Two, two. <laughs> yeah, man. And every now and then, I get the urge to, like, ask you for Injustice 2. So oh, I can get yeah. back into it. play it. <laughs> now that we get back on PS Plus. Now we get it on PS Plus. Now I can I can scratch that itch. Start working on all my favorite characters again. Get, get used to just seeing what's going to happen before it happens and completely just outwitting the opponent. Dude, I miss those Injustice tournaments. Those are among my favorite gaming memories. Oh, yeah. That was the first time I've ever been, like, really good at a fighting game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never been at a fighting game. And like never, I've never been incentivized to be good at a fighting game until we started talking shit. And it's like, all right, I can't, I can't handle this talking shit anymore. <laughs> like, I got to get good at this game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I ain't gonna lose a tournament like this. Yeah, <laughs> got to get out the gray. Yeah, <laughs> oh, so good, so good. All that shit talking. Oh, uh, so good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to get back into that. AFC, you can hold on to your physical copy. I mean, it's actually it's actually great for me because, as mentioned, um, or as I was alluding to, I I bought that digital version of the PS5, so I would not be able to play it unless I went back on the PS4. Oh, that's right. So now I can actually play Injustice Two on the PS5. So that's I thought you I, meant you couldn't play it like like just Marissa was whooping your ass. <laughs> <laughs> She's too good. Yeah. She Get plays a solid Grundy. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a combo me up. Just slamming me. Slamming me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, man. So, AMC, how do you feel about the October offerings for PS Plus? I mean, it sounds great. I mean, Hot Wheels Unleashed got a 9 out of 10. Um, 10. So did Injustice 2. Injustice 2, amazing game. So, two highly rated games. And then, what was that third one? Super hot, 7.5. Super hot, 7.5, but seemed to be like a console seller for VR. Like if you owned a VR headset, you got super hot. So um, low score, but maybe it's a good game regardless. Um, and it's, it's definitely one of those games that, from what I remember, a unique, uh, a unique, I guess, game idea as far as you only have so many moves <laughs> to like to take out everybody and you got to plan out your attack perfectly. And so if the game is still fun without a headset, I'll definitely give it, it's, it's definitely a game that I'm going to add. Um, who knows if I get to it, but I'll definitely add it and eventually play it. So, yeah, um, I mean, maybe you'll have it and then it'll, be, it'll work on the, on the PSVR too. I'm not sure how that's going to work out, but um, especially since it's not, forward compatible or backwards compatible yeah, it's not backward compatible man so, i don't uh, think it's gonna work man yes yeah. so i guess the best you could do is put on the vr headset put it in theater mode and then grab the ps5 controller and play that game there you go uh but yeah make uh, it work you make, make it work yeah uh so yeah um but yeah I'll, I'll be getting that game and then you know i'll be getting all these games so actually great month as, as far as uh that's concerned yeah. not bad not bad not bad hey damn Let's get into the next topic of the week. Top Top topic topic of, the of the week. week. This can be a quick hit. Um, we got another delay, A-Dub, for an Ubisoft game. 
this God. by by way of Game Informer, Skull and Bones has been delayed yet again. This time to March of next year. So here are the details. It was originally due out in 2018, but then delayed to 2019. And it was delayed to at least March 2020 after that. But things went quiet and the game missed that window. Then in May of last year, Ubisoft announced that Skull and Bones would release sometime between April 1st, 2022 and March 31st, 2023. And now it is slipping out of its November 8th release date, which was only just announced back in July into March 9th. So they gave the window and then they jumped the gun and said it's going to come out in November. And then they said, now we're going to stay within that (laughs) to the the latter half of that release window. And we're going to push it to March 2000, March 9th, 2023. As of why the, uh, the team cites a need for more polish and balancing and it's coming from uh, Ubisoft. Ahoy there, privateers. Oh, <laughs> uh, our team is hard at work polishing and balancing the experience ahead of the worldwide launch. So yeah, um, more delays when it comes to the ship game. I mean, it. I'm not sure what they expect <laughs> this to be once it comes out. I know they got to get it right. But um, yeah, just so many delays, and yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, when that game finally comes out, the main complaint is going to be something so stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be like, oh, well, it doesn't have this. It's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, who knows? They've delayed it so many times that I'm not sure what's going on, but you just hope that it comes out and it's good by the time it gets out there. Um, this would be the uh, the definition of you know when people when they say a game is in development hell, it's usually like some bullshit on some bullshit. But this is one of those ones where it's like this game might be in development hell <laughs> by the by the fact that it just keeps getting delayed, delayed, and delayed. So that's unfortunate. Do you have any words before we move on uh, to the next topic? I doubt with this. Nah, yeah. I mean, delays happen. Unfortunately, this one is catching hell with it. But yeah, that's that's just the way things go. You, at least. They delayed it and they didn't put it out in whatever state it was in. I'm like, oh, we didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, review embargo. <laughs> Don't talk about the other versions. Yeah, man. It, I, I'd rather take a game that's delayed. Just push it back for as long as it needs. Get it out when it's ready. Yeah. And then we'll party. Got the next topic of the week. Ta- topic of the week. Are there any more? Nah, do you have any any other quick hits, A-Dub? Uh, well, got one. Overwatch 2 players will need to play 100 matches to unlock the original. Yeah. Control the week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, new players begin with access to a limited set of game modes, heroes, and some other restrictions to onboard them more gradually. The first phase of our new first-time user experience rapidly unlocks all the game's modes and the ability to chat in-game. And the second phase unlocks all the original heroes over the course of approximately 100 matches. So the idea behind the move is to prevent overwhelming new players with too much to learn. Considering each hero has a unique set of abilities and counters, this is certainly an understandable and structured way to get into the game. Uh, They go on by saying, this focused experience eases new players into the world of Overwatch by teaching them about different modes, rules, and other high-level aspects of the game in an approachable way. AMC, how do you feel about this? 
Uh, I actually agree with this, um, or at least I, I don't have an issue with this. I know people are going to bitch and complain. They they say it's uh, you know for the betterment of the community. Other people would probably say uh, it's just unnecessary grind. But um, one, you're not paying for this, so fuck you. <laughs> however, they want to roll Damn. it out, they can roll Damn. it out however they want. Um, so yeah, you can't be complaining. Two, this is definitely a game that, from what I remember from the first Overwatch. One of those things that at face value, it could seem like a simple game. Like, oh, I could just hop in and be good at this shit. But one, this game has been out since, I believe, 2016. And they're rolling right into the second one. So it's pretty much been out since 2016. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of experience out there. So people who are going to know exactly what the fuck they're doing when this game uh, launches versus all the people that are going to be hopping in for the first time. So there's going to be a lot of like just ass getting handed to people. Mm -hmm. On top of that, too... This is the game about knowing your role. And um, I know that like that was a thing that was uh, very frustrating when I when we first started playing the game. Like, you know, people would be healers, but they'd be out in the front line trying to just get kills when you're like, no, no, you need to be in the back healing people, resurrecting people, keeping us alive. But they'd be like, nah, I'm gonna be in the front with Lucio trying to take everybody out and then die. With Lucio. <laughs> yeah, and then Lucio dies, and then there's no healer, and then everybody else dies. Um, and so yeah, it's a game where you want you need an intelligent uh like base playing this game or just the the quality of the experience won't be right for a lot of people who want to play the game right and it's a game that's reliant on you know like co- like chemistry and cohesion between the team and so yeah i think that this i guess slow rollout of characters will give people time because you know how it works out with like games like you see a bunch of characters, you pick the character that looks most awesome to you when you play it, as opposed to like trying to learn about fit and feel and all that stuff. It's like, oh, Reaper looks dope. I want to play as Reaper. And then I'll figure out how to get good at the game later. So um, yeah, uh, I think it's good to you know slowly roll out this game. I know the first Overwatch was criticized because a lot of people felt like, oh, there's not there's not enough modes. Yada, yada, yada. But it's like, no, we want to get you into the core experience of the game so that you can get a feel for what this is supposed to be. And then we'll eventually put out the all Lucio version of the game or whatever. Like uh, uh, all those different like custom matches that they ended up rolling out towards the end. Um, and even like the user created content that they added um, also. So yeah, um, I think this is, they're doing this right. They want to, it's like a soft relaunch of the game. And I, I think this is the best way to handle this. Uh, do you have any thoughts on how they had their hand in this A-dub. So people complained when they wanted to build the game along with the user base after getting the, their toes wet with what they offered at launch. Then they want to get mad when they get they put everything in it, but it's locked. <laughs> <laughs> Until you play all the other game stuff and get used to the game. So fuck them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just damned if you do, damned if you don't. People don't like anything you do. Give me everything and just let me let me figure it out. It's like, okay. Oh, why why aren't they holding my hand? Why is it there a tutorial? Just stop trying to assume that Blizzard doesn't know what they're doing. They only put out bangers. You get oh. upset. You get upset when they put out a mobile game and yeah. you and try to equate that to their console experiences. <laughs> Completely different things. Um when they put out a game, it's a banger, and they put out games few and far between because those games last, and they just keep supporting them. And that's why you buy into Blizzard experiences, because you know once you buy one of their games, you're going to be playing that game for about a decade. So yeah. Um, and no, very few developers can say that. 
Like yeah. <laughs> Rockstar, Rockstar can say that. And yeah. Bethesda can say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you got to judge, you got to judge a developer not by its floor, but by its ceiling. And Blizzard has a tremendously high ceiling. I mean, you got to like, you need a ladder to fucking. You need you need scaffolding <laughs> to, to get to this. Jump, swing up, and hit me in the knees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so when you look at that, you got to you got to back off. You got to let Blizzard do what they do uh, because they'll they know what they're doing. They do these soft launches, and then after they figure out what people like, they remove the fat and then they build on what works. And that's how you do these live services. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this. It's gonna be free to play, so that means there's no there's nothing holding me back from jumping into Overwatch two. And there's if anything, there's all these new characters that I haven't experienced in years. So you know, it's more of a reason to hop in this and and see what Overwatch is from the you know a modern day standpoint. Better get a dub in there, backing you up. Hell yeah! Uh, You got anything else? I have no no quick hits. A dub. I'm all out, buddy. All right, do you have any final words before we get out of here? You know, it's starting to cool off a little bit. It's time to get spooky, get your pumpkin spice, get your, get your horror movies. A-Dub's mm-hmm. going to be trying to play Until Dawn for, for the spooky month. <laughs> get through that. I know I say it every year and it never happens, but I am going to try. I owe it to the person that gave me a copy of that game. And I also owe it to myself because apparently it's good. So Hell yeah. get your thing on. Enjoy yourself. Be safe out there. Well, this is Control Issues. I am the AMC. Thanks for playing. Suckers.